Welcome. This is David Barris, president of the American Association of Bank Directors, host of ABD's Calling All Bank Directors podcast. Today we have as our guest Tom Fitzgerald to discuss the human interaction that can be crucial to the outcome of the bank examination and strategies that your bank can use through and following the examination. This is part two to our bank examination discussion with Tom. Tom was a national bank examiner and senior executive at the Control of Currency, and then he was a senior consultant at Promontory. All right, let's call Tom. Good morning. Good morning, Tom. Welcome to Calling All Bank Directors. Well, thank you, uh, Dave. I uh, look forward to our uh, discussion this morning. Thank you. Tom, part one with you uh, a little while ago addressed how a bank and its board and management should prepare for a bank examination. And as we both know, bank examinations have great importance to banks, and they can make you or break you. Uh, this time we will discuss the human interaction that can be crucial and strategies that uh, the banks can use uh, through and following the examination. So uh, first question, Tom, is, is there more to the examination than just the facts? I know we got into the objective facts uh, the last time, uh, but there's more than that, uh, isn't there? Well, there's a lot more to it, and everything I have to say uh, should be taken in the context of the size of the bank. One size doesn't fit all, as we all know. But, yes, there's uh, some very basic things that uh, uh, a CEO and board should do in order to make sure that uh, they get the best results that uh, they're looking for. Human relations is the uh, is a critical part, and think about examiners uh, as fighter jet pilots flying around uh, protecting the country. Uh, you may want to get into a skirmish and uh, fight one of those uh, pilots, and you may win that skirmish. But before you do that, take into consideration that there's a three-pronged nuclear arsenal behind that pilot. And that's the way it is with the, the uh, regulators. Uh, bankers just aren't going to uh, win if they are not cooperative with the examiners. I've had three examples. So one is an example of a bank I used to examine in Washington, D.C., one of the larger banks. And when I walked in, the chairman and CEO uh, one person in the bank said, you know, I want the best examination I can get. She says, you're part of the reason I sleep at night. He said, anything you want in the bank is yours. He says, if anyone gives you any pushback, he said, let me know and I will take care of it. And that was one of the easiest banks. It was a big, it was a big complex bank, but it was one of the easiest banks I ever examined because the chairman and CEO was so cooperative. And would I could cut him slack sometimes? Sure. If he got uh, something done during the examination, I would either 
if it wasn't terribly significant, I'd leave it out. If it was significant, I'd put it in the report and say corrected during the, during the examination. The uh, CEO should have open access both ways to the uh, examiner and should give the examiner uh, what, uh, what they want. The law says that examiners have access to anything in the bank. So it's not a it's not something that you can fight uh, and win on. But there was another bank uh, in Pittsburgh. It was a very large uh, bank, and he used to complain that uh, the local examiners weren't giving him the kind of examination that he wanted, and he wanted a good examination. So we brought a crew in from New York, and uh, they examined the bank and. The exit meeting was scheduled for an hour, <clears throat> and after an hour, the CEO got up, went out to his secretary and said, cancel my meetings for the rest of the morning, and he absorbed what the examiners uh, had to offer him because his bank was not nearly as sophisticated as the New York banks, and uh, he wanted to learn from the examiners. We had another large bank in uh, Chicago, uh, one of the two large banks out there, and uh, they uh, they fought the examiners at every uh, intersection, tooth and nail. I had a one-on-one uh, -on -one discussion with one of the directors that was uh, also the chairman of the board of a second-tier large uh equipment manufacturer and uh he was just he he was just as tough as he could be and uh at the end of the day that bank failed and nobody really uh really got really concerned about it except for the uh all the people that got hurt by the uh failure but uh you have to have a relationship you have to have uh constant communications and you have to realize that the examiner is just the tip of the iceberg, that uh, he's got a whole regulatory agency behind him or her. So it's very important to uh, establish that relationship when the examiners come in, maintain it during the uh, examination. Uh, you want to know exactly what's going on. And when somebody finds something, if you can get it corrected during the examination, ask the examiner if they won't at least put corrected during examination after the uh, criticism. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's constant communication and openness with uh, the examiner and the CEO is critical. Uh, Tom, what what role does a good coffee and a comfortable seat play on this? <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, I've had situations where uh, we were put in a uh, broom closet and uh, – other situations where we were given a gorgeous view over a uh, scenic uh, uh, environment. Uh, uh, yeah, you don't you don't want to play games uh, with uh, putting the examiners in the basement or doing anything that really uh, uh, is going to disrupt that uh, cordial relationship that uh, hopefully you can establish. You can't establish it with all examiners. Some examiners are just by the book and they won't. Uh, bend any, but uh, more experienced examiners will use a lot more judgment. Tom, um, so you get through the exam, and then at the end, there's the uh, exit 
uh, review or interview, right, when the examiners get together with management. Uh, and sometimes there may be board members there and wanted to get your sense of should there be uh, at least one board member uh, at that kind of meeting and does it send the right message having, say, the chairman, the outside chairman be there? Uh, and then how, how do the banks, how can the banks use that last meeting to advance uh, their objectives? Well, they can't use it very well because by that, <clears throat> by that time, uh, the examiners have probably made up their mind and uh, it's kind of late in the game to try to sway sway them. So uh, that's why constant communication throughout the examination is so important so that you don't get to that essay examination and there shouldn't be any surprises of what the examiner found and uh, the uh, examiners, uh, they're, uh, they're pretty set in their ways at that time. So if the uh, Early communications and constant communication with the examiners is uh, is critical. Now, if uh, is there a, a value to a document that exit uh, meeting so that to the extent that the examiners are saying do this or do that and getting the, the specifics of what they're saying down in writing in minutes so that the bank can use those minutes as a guide to take corrective action and be sure they're doing it right, or if there's still disagreement to allow for a, a challenge later on, having documented the specifics. Yes, there's a lot of value in uh, doing the things that you just mentioned. If the bank can show that uh, the criticism uh, is not, or the severity of the criticism is not warranted, then uh, uh, Yes, there is uh, some uh, leeway there, and as you know from us working together, the uh, the examiners and the regulators don't do a very good job at doing a cost-benefit analysis. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, there's room uh, at the uh, end there, especially if the uh, regulator is going to take some type of administrative action. The other thing with uh, administrative actions is they're usually written by lawyers and the lawyers aren't very close to the front lines and uh, the farther away from the front lines you get the uh, more rigid uh, the uh, uh, the analysis is because they don't have the surrounding facts all they have is a report of examination sitting in front of them so the human relationship is really important, and uh, there is some leeway at the end of the examination. Uh, the CEO at the beginning of the examination should be able to tell this uh, examiner basically what the condition of the bank is. There shouldn't be any surprises on the part of the examiner or the part of the uh, CEO as to what's in the examination because the bank should already have some idea if there's something significantly wrong in the bank, what it is, and uh, disclose that to the examiner up front and uh, uh, discuss what the bank is doing about correcting the problem. Between the exit meeting and the actual report examination, uh, 
typically that will be uh, several weeks or even several months. Uh, what can a bank do during that period uh, to influence the uh, what is in the report? And also, can they uh, re require, not require, can they request uh, a copy of the draft report and would that kind of request be honored? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know any examiner uh, that's ever given a uh, bank a copy of a draft report. Uh, they may give them copies of comments uh, from the uh, report, but uh, uh, no examiner, uh, to my knowledge, has ever given a banker a copy of the uh, draft report before it's sent in. I'm not sure that if I were a banker, I would want uh, that. Uh, that implies that uh, the bank has undue influence over what's in the report of examination. From my consulting uh, days after examining, uh, I found that uh, regulators look at uh, consultants giving the bank a copy of the draft report before it's submitted. They look at that with a jaundice eye. Finally, what uh, after the report of examination is, is issued, uh, and if the bank is aware that there may be an enforcement action, what, what can be done at that point? Uh, to influence the results, and also uh, be curious to get your take on the idea of if there is disagreement, legitimate uh, principal disagreement, uh, the usefulness or the use of an ombudsman process. As far as as far as the uh, administrative action goes, those are usually negotiated. So, best thing the uh, bank can do is have somebody that's very knowledgeable do the negotiations. I've had uh, another one of the large banks in Chicago uh, negotiate uh, with me on uh, what we were going to do, and uh, they sent a lawyer in to argue for them, and the lawyer hadn't read the report, didn't that wasn't familiar with the criticism, and I just felt sorry for uh, for the guy. You need to have somebody that's very knowledgeable in detail of what the issue is, so that uh, they can be at the negotiating table and uh, talk about what's realistic and uh, what. I used to make the examiners uh, treat problems at banks like Harvard Business School problems. Define the problem, tell me what it takes to get it corrected so that we can make sure that the administrative action fits the uh, criticism. The last job I worked on uh, before I retired uh, as a consultant uh, was a consent order and uh, <laughs> The consent order gave the banks, uh, it was 14 uh, mortgage servicers, gave them six months to correct the problems. We were a year and a half into the project, and we still hadn't defined exactly what it was that the regulator wanted, the scope. So, uh, no, you need to have somebody at the negotiating table that's very familiar with the situation and uh, knows what the uh, cost and time and 
personnel involved to correct the problem would be and be able to explain that to the uh, regulator because he's the person he's negotiating with probably isn't a frontline person that's familiar with the uh, details. So, Tom, um, in summary, what I take from your discussion today is that, number one, examiners are people, too, and you treat them with respect and and try to develop a good, trusting relationship, a work, workmanlike relationship through the examination. Uh, hubris gets you nowhere. Uh, there are personalities, and examiners are not all the same. Uh, examiners have lots of discretion on judgments, uh, on loan quality, risk management, compliance, whatever, whether to include in, in the report or not. And, uh, and ultimately, the bank, its management and board are not in charge, but they can uh, potentially influence some results. And certainly corrective action taken during the exam or even before the examiners come in can be very, very helpful. I think that's a perfect summary, uh, Dave. Uh, I think you nailed it there. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. And uh, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us today, Tom. Did a great job. Okay, Dave. Uh, good talking to you again, and talk to you soon again. I hope.